Hello and welcome to Bit Party Goes to the Movies, a Bit Party short where we watch contemporary movies that are in theaters now. I'm your co-host Jared Cotta, and I'm your co-host Brendan Cotta. Brendan, what did we watch last night? Last night we watched Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Based on the trailers, Godzilla: King of the Monsters looks like it could easily be the most epic film of the summer. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, and in some ways, it tries very hard to be. <laughs> and in other ways, it doesn't accomplish its goal at all. It very much, yeah. It falls pretty far short of the Don't Call It a Comeback trailer with Millie Bobby Brown and a bunch of monsters fighting. Uh, yeah, and, and we'll get into our ratings in just a little bit, but as a basic summary without any spoilers, the film is supposed to be a sequel to the 2014 Godzilla Mm-hmm. However, all the characters are com- almost completely new. Yep. But they assume you care a lot about that 2014 Godzilla movie. It is also a in the same cinematic universe as Kong Skull Island. And uh, that's because Monarch, which is the group that is trying to revitalize both Godzilla and the other Titans in the film, is, uh, is, was originated in that film. Oh, I see. see the beginning of Monarch. Yeah, that's how they're connected. So that that government institution is what is pervasive throughout this series, or what is supposed to be a series. They're trying to wake up Godzilla, or find Godzilla, because he's escaped after apparently destroying San Francisco and killing a bunch of kids. (laughs) If you thought that the Godzilla franchise has the emotional capacity to kill off a kid... (laughs) You would be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But don't tell them that. They really think they earned it. Yeah. And they are trying to recover Godzilla because all of the other Titans are starting to wake up and uh, wreak havoc across the Earth. And that's the premise of the movie, which has a great deal of potential in my my opinion. Oh, yeah. Especially considering who he's with in this movie. We have Mothra, we have Rodan, and we have King Ghidorah. Which, Which are, yeah, it would should have lined it up for a pretty good like fist fight between I, them and Godzilla. I completely agree with that. And, and to be fair, it has a pretty great cast. I, I think that I was really happy to see the uh, Charles Dance. Oh my gosh! Played Jonah Allen, and we yeah. all know that that Charles Dance is famous for uh, Tywin Lannister. Yeah. yeah, so he plays the the bad guy in this film. He's really similar to Tywin Lannister in that he's just kind of like. This villain with a lot of gravitas and, like, confidence. Yeah, the yeah. whole room kind of revolves around him whenever <laughs> he's there, and everybody's, like, bated breath. Because he's just out-acting the shit of everyone in this movie. And that definitely helps. Uh, I do... I like Kyle Chandler, who plays the, the male protagonist. Mm-hmm. He is really great, but to me, he is really great in TV. Yeah. He's famous for Friday Night Lights, and I think that he is doing an amazing job on the Hulu series Catch-22. Uh-huh. But in this movie, he seems a little out of place to me. Yeah. And you think that that's Definitely. because they really doubled down on his dad-like yeah. qualities? <laughs> yeah. I think Kyle Chandler looks like just your basic dad, and I think that's great in a TV role, but for this, he doesn't have the... the um, to me, what it seems like is he's just completely out of place. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he couldn't possibly be the person battling these aliens and... Yeah. No, you're right. And Paleolithic Titans. When I think about, like, Earth's savior mm-hmm. along with Godzilla, I don't think of Kyle Chandler. <laughs> and they thought that we did because there's a lot more Kyle Chandler in this movie than there is Godzilla. <laughs> 
And you know who there's not enough of, though, who also I thought was pretty good? Is Millie Bobby Brown playing Madison Russell, the daughter of Kyle Chandler. I agree with that. Uh, and and she, she did really well, but they don't give her... They showed her in this trailer as mm-hmm. being a main character. Yeah. And she has some roles, but... Uh, I, I don't. In my opinion, they didn't use her enough. No, you're right, and I, I think you can extend that to all the characters. In that the characters weren't very good, but it wasn't the actor's fault. It was the fault of the script not giving them enough to room to grow and enough to do. The script, as you're saying, doesn't really have character development included in it. And I think, yeah, and I think that's one of my main problems with this movie. But I'll get into that. But before then, do you want to give me your your rating? Yeah. You know, this we've been seeing a lot of great movies on Bit Party Goes to the Movies. We have. And I was feeling like, wow, am I really not that great of a critic because I never see any faults in the films we <laughs> We're see. We're just always applauding. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> 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 but uh, no, I gave this one a 4.5. I think it, wow, it fell below cool. sort of like an average film for me because it, it was a victim of its own hype. Oh, yeah. You know? That's true. Where I, where I have to also rate a movie based on the amount of... Uh, on what it's promising and what it versus what it delivers. I completely agree. Yeah. So it, four point five for me. That makes sense. I'm I'm gonna go with five mm-hmm. because I completely agree with you that part of my criticism of it is the potential that it had and didn't use. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it middle of the road just because it did the thing that it somewhat promised to do. It met the bare minimum requirements of some monsters are gonna fight at some point during this movie. Mm-hmm. They did, and it was good, and I liked that part of it. The rest of it was boring and not a very good movie. When the monsters battled each other, it was great. Yes. And I was like, yeah, yeah this, is, this is what I'm here for. Yeah. And this is why you want to see it on a big screen. But that was only 20% of the film. Definitely. They didn't have enough battles um, between all of the creatures that they, they woke up. Because when they did it, and I don't know if it was a budget thing or if it was uh, another problem... I really thought it was cool, and they had good camera yeah. angles, and they zoomed out to show the the how massive the the monsters were. Yeah, that was a good part. But uh, there was just some things missing from it, and it seems to me like it would be so easy to do a film like this. But I maybe I don't agree. know. No, I completely agree. The script wasn't good enough to warrant how short the monster fights were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we recently watched the movie Triple Frontier on Netflix. Yes, yeah, which is I'm I'm bringing it up here now to illustrate the that sometimes it's really easy to make a movie that can just be, like, great yeah, and good. Just straight just action. Good. Yeah, even if it's just good, it's just a movie that you want to watch and that you'd recommend. Yes. Because yeah. Triple Frontier is not so in-depth, and, no ca- and there's no need for character development beyond maybe, like, one or two qualities. Yep, exactly. But it is a straight-up good action film, and you leave satisfied. Yes. Yeah. Godzilla has that opportunity because it has all of the the pieces for the pieces being the various monsters and the and the creatures mm-hmm. it has that opportunity to be just a straight up great action film and it it doesn't double down on that quality enough yeah i knew that this was a bad movie when i realized that you know nothing about the characters that doesn't revolve around their opinions on the giant monsters on the screen Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like you're saying, in Triple Frontier, you don't need to have a whole backstory for all these people, but you know just enough, like, one or two character traits about them to care whether they live or die. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. There were some people in this movie that made big sacrifices, and there are people that you were supposed to emotionally connect with to make what was going on more devastating, and I could not have given less of a shit about any of these characters. <laughs> 
because I didn't know anything about them. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do we know about Kyle Chandler, our main person who's supposed to be saving the world? Well, he doesn't like Godzilla because he lost a son. Um, that's about it. And yeah. he's divorced. And, and that that's not a spoiler. That is developed right at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and... To me, I thought that those characters were crossover from the 2014 movie. Because, but that, is, that just goes to show how little we know about any of the... By the end, how little we know about them. Because yeah. I thought I had missed this whole thing, but that was, that was all they did. <laughs> we were just it. supposed They're to not take... not in that movie. At face value, we take it that something happened in San Francisco, and their son was a casualty. However, they are familiar with Monarch. They work for this government institute and they didn't know to get their kids out of yeah. San Francisco when Godzilla was coming. I, it just it's it's such a bizarre thing. They're just jobs you don't take your kids to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, like what the hell is going on? But Brendan, how how do you make this film better in your opinion? So in my opinion, how I would do it is I think you need to recognize first of all what people are going to see this for. They're coming to see Godzilla duke it out. That's all people care about. They don't care about Kyle Chandler or any of the like human interest stories that you're going to throw out. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is, I wish someone who was involved in the uh, development of this movie would recognize we've had two other movies in this cinematic universe that have been met with so-so reception. Mm-hmm. This cinematic universe is going down hard. They're giving us four monsters. Why don't we bring in Guillermo del Toro? And just have an entire, like, two hours of these monsters duking it out. Mm-hmm. Put all of your budget into the CGI, maybe, like, one or two major actors and cut everything else. And have him basically remake Pacific Rim with Godzilla and Rodan and King Ghidorah. That's so true. I mean, if you take Pacific Rim and you add a bunch of monsters that have a cult following, then that's a great movie. That's a hundred, like, I would go see that movie. Yeah, that's an, again, that's an easy, easy movie. Uh, I, I agree with you. You know, I... For me, what I think would have made this movie a little bit better, although knowing that this is a part of the what they are calling the MonsterVerse, yeah, <laughs> which is stupid, <laughs> the Monster Cinematic Universe or MCU. <laughs> uh, but what what the problem with these movies is that they're taking themselves very seriously, uh-huh. and the characters are these hard chiseled or supposed to be hard chiseled <laughs> like veterans or. <laughs> Like, people that have suffered great losses at the hands of the Titans. Uh-huh. But if they had gone just a little bit in the direction of a campy monster film... Oh my gosh. I, I really think that it would have been better. And I kept on searching. Like, I thought that maybe I wasn't opening my my mind up enough to the campiness. Yeah. And and for those listeners that are not aware of sort of what, what campy is supposed to be, it's supposed to be, like, almost gratuitous. Yes. To the yeah. point of being, like like, over the top. So a great example, or the most the most classic example is Evil Dead. Yes. Uh, or something like Final Destination. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, it's beyond what it's supposed to be to even like consider being scary or consider being like over the top. Anyways. Yes. I was yeah. trying to open my mind to the campiness, but I just don't think it was there. No, it definitely wasn't because they were trying to make these characters someone that you wanted to see again. Yeah. First of all, you're absolutely right. Like the campiness would have saved this movie mm-hmm. 100%. But it is unbelievable to me how many cinematic universes um, movie studios have tried to start up in the past 10 years Mm -hmm. and failed so hard when you have what is possibly the most perfect example readily available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like DC hasn't done it. 
this franchise hasn't done it. I think Warner Brothers for a long time has been trying to start something up with like Dracula, Frankenstein. Oh, really? Swamp- yeah, they've been trying to do that multiple times. And they've failed every time. Just look at what Marvel did. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Well, I think that the the one thing that is very cool about this movie is the monster design. So if, if you do want to... If there's anything worth seeing in the theater, if there's any reason to see it, it's to kind of get the scale uh, yeah. of all the creatures. I think that the CGI is both done well in the f- far shots and done a little bit... It's a little cheesy in the, in the uh, close shots. You're right. But yeah. uh, but overall, I think that each of the monsters has a really interesting aesthetic. That would be like the real saving grace for this film on on a big screen. That is a good point. I actually really liked it when like Mothra was on screen mm-hmm. or King Ghidorah. It's especially they just look really cool when they're flying through the sky. Mm-hmm. The next movie for this franchise that's coming out is Godzilla vs Kong. Yep. Which I think is kind of funny because they set up this idea that there's supposed to be titans that are benevolent and titans that are uh, that are damaging or, yeah, or nefarious. But there, those two titans were set up to be good. So the fact that they're fighting <laughs> each other is confusing. It's going to be like Batman versus Superman where they fight for a bit and then team up against a villain. That's probably exactly what's And we know how well that did. <laughs> so before we go, obviously... Bit party. Yeah. We need to pitch our next movie to hopefully assist this franchise in a comeback because uh, that's what we'd ultimately like to see. So, Brendan, what was your bit part character? The character that stood out to me was uh, Colonel Diane Foster, played by Aisha Hines. Okay. A lot like every other character in this movie, she wasn't given a whole lot to do, mm-hmm. but I think that she did a good job of portraying the strong military leader in command and I think that was interesting especially considering she's in charge of a giant monster program mm-hmm. like how did she get there what did she do to set herself apart in order to be put in charge of guarding Godzilla mm-hmm. and and all the other uh, monarch bases mm-hmm. so I think that'd be interesting okay so an origin story for, for Lieutenant Foster Colonel Foster Colonel yeah. Foster Okay, that's good. Uh, my character is going to be Madison Russell, played oh, okay. by Millie Bobby Brown. I just want to say that this was the film premiere Oh wow! for Millie Bobby Brown. Her debut? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, cool. this is her first uh, feature-length film. Uh, of course, we all know that she's awesome as Eleven in yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, and so my, my story would be so in the, along the same vein as How to Train Your Dragon. It would be like <laughs> how, to train, how to Train Your Titan. <laughs> Eventually, like the only thing that I care about is a scene where she's doing the like fist pump the way that there is in a never-ending story. But she's riding on top of Godzilla. That's the only, that's the only scene I need. I honestly, honestly think that that would save this franchise if they put her in, like, a Daenerys role. Oh, that's good, yeah. That would save this. I like that. (laughs) All right, well, there you go. I mean, I I encourage people to make their own opinions about films. Uh, This was not necessarily our favorite movie for Bit Party Goes to the Movies. No. But, um, yeah, the scale is very interesting. It's really ambitious. I hope that future movies can be pretty good in the franchise. Yeah. Um, But... The idea of a of a universe built around giant monsters is a good one. It's good. They just need to do it better. It's good. Yeah. So if it still interests you, go check out Godzilla: King of the Monsters in theaters now.